Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of the Communication Coach Podcast. I'm going to help to bring those skills and experiences that I've had from my hostage and crisis negotiation world into everyday communication. And today's podcast is titled Words Are Sometimes Not Enough. So let me just explain what I mean by that. So over the last few weeks, a number of my friends that I have spoken to are having, I'm going to describe them as crises in their life. I don't mean that as a cold unthoughtful way to describe it but it probably encaptures everything most of it driven by loss or the fear of loss Uh, some of it driven by grief some of it driven by a whole different range of reasons and emotions so I'm going to encapsulate all of that and I'm going to use the word crisis and I apologize if that doesn't describe it enough for the emotions that some of those people will be feeling at this time. And it set me off thinking about what has happened in my past life, in my pre- I call it my previous life <laughs> now, because as you know from my previous podcast, I don't define myself, which is still a lie. I still live into that mass thing, no matter what other people say. I'm trying hard not to, but I'm still living into it. Um, but working on that hard, so we all have our challenges and are facing up to them, and that's that's still one of mine, but I'm aware of that being there and trying to overcome that on a, I would say, probably a daily basis because, you know, even when you're an expert in things and or a perceived expert, I should say, rather than an expert, I was doing inverted commas there, which obviously you can't see because it's a podcast, but when you are a perceived expert or you have a lot of experience in your field, people often say, well, it must be really easy for you, and and you know what, it's not. And you still learn every day and you still have the same experiences and you don't always get it right. And especially, I believe, around communication and behavior, because sometimes it's driven by emotion, often it's driven by emotion, then, you know, those old habits and behaviors kick in. And it's about working out what those old habits and behaviors are and then driving them out, implementing new ones and living a better life. Now, if I could sit here and tell you, that I do that every day and that my life is perfect, that would be a complete and utter lie. You know, I still mess up. I'm sure there are people who are very rich and famous that still mess up in their world and their profession for whatever reason. I don't, you know, when I talk about messing up, I'm just talking about we still learn lessons. So we have experiences that are challenges and that when we reflect back on them, we learn the lesson. And it's about learning the lesson from that experience and that challenge and then implementing it in the future. So that's what I meant by all of that in a roundabout way. So I have been lucky enough to share in some people's amazing stories. What I, and I, I would say that was a privilege for me. I always remember um, sitting down and being told when I did a negotiation course by a very senior leader in the Metropolitan Police who I admire and absolutely respect that negotiation is a privilege that when you talk to people and listen to them 
especially in the listening and some of the circumstances that you would become involved in, of which at that time I was very naive and very green and I would sit there thinking, oh, what are these circumstances and how would that work? And I remember just being so impressed with the fact that she was saying, you know, it is a privilege that people would share the most deepest, darkest areas of their life with you and that they would feel comfortable enough and trusting enough to do that. Now, I'm just, I'm not going to give you details because you know I never will. I've always said that right from the start. I'm never going to share those tactical details. That wouldn't be fair. It would also put people's lives at risk and I would never do that. But I have been privileged enough to sit with people who are going through the biggest mahusive crisis in their life where they've had friends or family, I'm, I'm going to use the kidnapping scenario, where they have fr- had friends kidnapped and they don't know what's happening and they don't know where they are and when you sit with them and you you speak with them and they share with you that most difficult time and an incredibly emotional time when they are going for a roller coaster of emotions that they probably never thought that they would have to i mean let's be honest you never you never think that is going to happen to you you never think that you're going to get a knock on the door one day or a phone call from somebody saying, you know, I've got your loved one, I've got your son, I've got your brother, whatever it is, and if you don't give me a ton of money, you're never going to see them again. It's not an everyday occurrence that you would think would happen to you. And if I compare that to everyday life, it's probably similar, although I don't know because I haven't experienced this myself, but it's similar to getting bad news about you being terminally ill. I can relate it to knowing somebody or or losing somebody that you love and care about a great deal. You don't expect to get that. In my role as a police officer, when you knock on the door and you have to tell somebody that their loved one has died and it will be unexpected and sudden. So it's a different experience but similar emotions, if that makes sense. And I'm just comparing that extreme experience from my police officer days to the experiences of everyday life everyday life unfortunately where so many of us are facing our own challenges and devastation and crisis and sometimes we don't know how we're going to get through the day and sometimes we don't know if we even want to get through the day and again I've been incredibly privileged enough to talk to people who are at that stage whereby they're on one hand they're ready to jump and on the other hand they're still making that decision and each one is different every one of us is different and every one of us will deal with our own challenges in our own particular ways what the similarity and the commonality from my experiences that I've had through that far end life and death right there right in front of you with talking to friends and family and experiencing breakup or loss or fear or challenge that sometimes you just can't see the way through. I mean, I am great at taking everything literally and the wrong way. I've read recently about when people challenge you, you automatically become defensive because you believe that it's a challenge to you personally. And if any of you know my other half who will absolutely agree with everything I'm saying here now is that sometimes and especially around the new business 
I have that voice of doubt. I have that I'm not good enough. I don't understand this. Why have I done this? This is way out of my comfort zone, way out of my knowledge zone. What on earth am I doing? And, you know, to be honest, there have been times when I've, I've been, well, I'm just going to give it up and I'm going to walk away. I've never felt that actually I'm going to give it up and walk away. But there are times when I want to bury my head in the sand and I don't want to deal with it. Absolutely. There are times. And so when I get asked questions, which I don't know the answer to, and that whole, I don't want to look stupid, I feel you're challenging me, I become incredibly defensive. And so the normal conversation whereby it's just a question being asked because they're curious and they want to know and they're digging deeper into things, I get uncomfortable with and then I push back. And I think we're a little bit like that in all that we do. I'll give you a, a normal example, which isn't a crisis example but yes uh, I've been on a, a business course for the last two days which was was brilliant I loved it I came away with all these great ideas I came away feeling much more secure in myself about knowledge because I believe knowledge is power and if you have the knowledge that you become a much better person in an area of business that you're you're working in and so it was important for me to get the knowledge and still important for me to get the knowledge and one of the exercises we did was have a look at your business, have a look at what you've done recently or something that's going on in your business that you could change and discuss it with your partner. And I discussed it with my partner and he gave a, a response. I'd never met this guy before. And he gave me a, a non-emotional, completely logical response about something within my business, which of course I resisted because I was like, well, no, I, I'm doing it my way and my way's right confirmation bias which we've talked a lot about before is no this is my way this is the right way and once we stopped that it was interesting because then we were asking for examples and one of the things that came out for everybody was that in that room when they were challenged about something that they did not even challenge but when they were having a conversation about something they'd done in their business that the other person gave them a suggestion they would push back on it because we are very defensive around our belief and especially if we believe to you know it, we believe it to be right and we want to be right and we want it to be true and sometimes you need that independence to kind of keep you on track and move you forward in a logical rather than an emotional way so when I say that words are not enough there are times I have experienced in my life where words are just not enough that you can say all the things. You can believe in what you're saying. Be compassionate and empathetic. And sometimes you just don't need to have the words. Sometimes you just need to be there. And if you look at your own life and the times when you have been incredibly challenged, had your own crises... And somebody has come along and just been in that space with you. There's, you know, not, not asking you loads of questions, not asking you or trying to problem solve the problem for you, but just being in the space with you. It makes a, it makes a huge difference because we all need a good listening to. Every, I, I defy anybody to say that they don't need a good listening to, that at some stage you just want someone to be there in that moment. They can just be there nodding their head. Physical touch is an amazing thing, but obviously, please don't be inappropriate. I'll <laughs> caveat that off immediately. If you know the person well and you're a trusted person, and sometimes even if you don't know the person well, you know, when I'm dealing with families in, in 
huge crisis. There, there have been times when I have held a complete stranger's hand, when I have hugged a complete stranger, probably because the situation we're in has been very different from your average, what you would, what we, you would be dealing with. So sometimes that physical contact, that hug, that I just need some more support here. I don't need those words. And sometimes you don't overthink it, that you can just just be there and even say, I don't know what to say. There are no words that I can give you that are going to reassure you because, because the other person probably doesn't actually need that. They probably don't need you to say it's all going to be okay because right here, right now, <laughs> that's your opinion. And in their head, it's not going to be okay. Or at this precise moment, they can't see how it's going to be okay. And sometimes I think we get too wrapped up in trying to solve somebody else's problem and that we give these words of advice or that we try and problem solve it for them. Or we say, have you heard about this? Have you done this? Um, which is fine and there's nothing wrong with that. And there is a place for that. But more importantly, I believe that there is a place for just being in the moment. I was lucky enough to work with a, a charity called Heroes from Croydon. I've spoken about them before. And one of the ladies that did the training there, she would often talk to people who were at their lowest point and often suicidal, thinking about taking their own life or couldn't see a way forward at the time. And after a long conversation with them, which was mainly on the telephone, she would say, let's just be silent together. Let's just be in a moment together because I can hear that you have done a lot of talking and that you're quite tired. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. And if you need me, just let me know by saying something down the telephone and I'll be right back there with you. But let's just be in the moment. Let's just sit still together on the end of the telephone, which might sound a little bit weird for those of you that have never been in a full-on crisis or had to deal with somebody in a, in a crisis situation. But actually, that power of being silent and being still and being there is is amazing and you might walk away from that going well i you know i kind of haven't done anything nick i've just sat there with them sometimes that's all that you need sometimes that's all that people need is i just want you to be here i don't need you to say anything but thank you thank you for caring and for turning up and for sharing in this experience with me and I think we've probably all been there at some stage in our life. I, I, I say we all have. I mean, that's a real, you know, sweeping statement. I know that I have been. I'm sure that a lot of you have been. I think in life you probably get to a certain age where you would have experienced quite a few things. And some people seem to experience a lot more than others. So that's my food for thought for this week is sometimes words are just not enough. And... That will make you feel perhaps inadequate. But remember, it's not about you. It's about the other person and how they feel. And often you'll still be making an incredible difference just by being there. Hope you have a great week. Whatever you're doing, if there's anything you'd like me to cover, just let me know. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful that you're there, that you switch in, that you listen. You know, I look at the stats each week and I'm amazed at how many people actually listen to this podcast across the world and and for that i'm extremely grateful so thank you very much um and i'll speak to you soon take care now
Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon. (laughs) 